Hello, everyone, and welcome to SeaView Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareka. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, cview1111 at gmail.com, or visit our website, cview1111.net. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. host Claudia Poreco and I'm here with the owner of the show Sati Chappelle. Today we have Seeking Divinity. We're talking about the um, global initiation that we started back in March. Remember in in that um, podcast Sati had received guidance to talk about a global initiation that was starting and then a few weeks later, we started with the pandemic getting bigger, coming to the U.S., and from there, every month she has been telling us a little bit more about this global initiation, which, if I recall well, but she's going to let us know, it was supposed to end somewhere here. But now we're starting the first stages of dismantling the old. What does that mean? Well, we are here in, in this together. We are in a world that's changing faster than we can wrap our heads around. A lot is happening. One day, it's not, you, you, I'm sorry, you wake up one day and everything is changed. The next day, everything is changed again. So let's see what is coming up. Also, we are taking calls, so hold on to those, and we will be answering calls as they get into our switchboard. But let's bring Sati to our show today. Hey, Sati. Hey, sweet darling. How are you? 
I'm doing fine, Sati, and very happy to have you here and to explain us a little bit more about this global initiation and the first stages of dismantling that you're going to be covering today. And I just want to let people know you are a fantastic psychic reader, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, spiritual teacher, full trans channel, and so on. And if people want to get in contact with you, the best way is to go to your website, www.seekingdivinity.com, correct? That's that's correct, and thank you so much for the compliment. I really appreciate that. Well, you truly are, and people that have experienced your energy knows that too. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. Well, good morning, dear listeners. I hope you guys enjoyed um, the festivities over the weekend. Um, Sometimes there's so much that I want to say that my mind gets a little boggled. Um, (laughs) And it gets a little boggled because it's trying to spit it all out in one shot. And today feels kind of like one of those days. Sometimes, you know, the start of the radio show runs very smoothly, and sometimes we have a little issue with the switchboard. It's very, very rare, but it does happen. And sometimes we are just bursting with information, and sometimes we're kind of just going, well, we'll see what happens. All of these things are very indicative of not just where we personally are at in that moment in time, but also collectively. I think that at this point in time, there's not a soul on the planet that cannot deny, or that can deny, I should say. There's not a soul on the planet that can deny that we are a collective. And I think really, for the very first time, Humanity is not just seeing that as a metaphysical truth, but as a reality. And I bring up the radio show, and sometimes there's a little tiny glitch here or there. I bring up the um, fact that we awaken like I did today, a very short time before the radio show, kind of going, ah, um, And sometimes, you know, we, are, we have all of our ducks in a row, everything's set and ready to go. It's all indicative of the times that we are in. And not just any longer, again, on an individual level, but also on a collective level. Sometimes those collective energies really pull us in as individuals. And perhaps we are not holding our individual space as well as we would like. And I kind of want to start with this today because I think that we are all experiencing that. And when I asked how was the festivities this weekend, that kind of had a lot to do with it. Another thing that has a lot to do with whether we are in an individual space or in a collective space or in some funky combination of the two or in a balanced combination of the two are the planets. Right now, we've got a stellum of planets that are retrograde. We have a collection of planets that are 
retrograde. We have like kind of what I'll call craziness personified on an astrological level <laughs> because when like I am, I am working through my um, master masters on an astrology level and my teacher is using phrases like thousands of years since blah 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 well in astrological terms somebody can say that but to have it apply on such a large scale is again very indicative of our times I know that I'm here to speak about the global initiation, and I am. I know I'm going to be speaking about this pandemic we have been in and all of the stuff that's been going on in the United States since this crazy 2020 year began. But I kind of want to preface it all with these things that I've mentioned. You know, my husband and I, I don't usually speak about myself um, on these shows, but this is kind of indicative. My husband and I went to, um, we went camping for the, the holiday weekend. So we were gone for four days. I got back late last night, which is probably why I slept in today. So please forgive me for that. Um, the, the planets in retrograde are another uh, reason there, and I needed the sleep. But anyhow, um, we went to uh, Devil's Tower, which by the Native Americans is known as uh, Bear Lodge. Um, and we also went to um, the Rush, Mount Rushmore area. And it's very interesting. We planned this trip because we so wanted to see and experience both of these places. We've been doing tours of sacred sites. And while Mount Rushmore may not be a quote-unquote sacred site to um, the traditional way of thinking, meaning that there's a special energy there, although the American Indians would say there once was, it is a sacred site with regards to the United States um, in a lot of ways, because that is the place where we have assembled some of the uh, images of the founding fathers, um, and even some of the more modern founding fathers. And I know that a lot of the Native Americans point in time are kind of upset about Mount Rushmore because of various reasons that I'm not going to get into. But it's just so interesting that we created a sacred site like we did in Washington, D.C. with, you know, the various um, monuments that we have created to various presidents and such and all of those things are under question right now. I went to Devil's Tower, which is a sacred site. If you ever saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <laughs> that movie, you know, was very uh, indicative earlier on of how the world can shift on a dime, how we can go from this normal life that we seemingly have experienced forever, at least from our limited perspectives, and then have it radically change in, in just a moment. And that place, that monument, Devil's Tower being an ancient volcanic plug, um, 
has been sacred to the natives for so much longer than America has been around. And it's interesting because we went to these sites and we learned a lot more about them than we thought we would. But we learned from a distance because quite literally, my husband and I were not allowed on the property. And I find that, again, so indicative of what we are all going through with this global initiation. This 2020 year is very much kind of a whoop but don't touch year. And so much so that we drove seven hours to get to Devil's Tower. And we camped at its base in this amazing, oh my God, beautiful campsite. And we literally could not step foot on the property. And we could not do the same with Mount Rushmore. It was really kind of funny. Where we are as a nation, this collective that we are as a nation, separate from the rest of the world, just for today's show to speak of, is very important. Now, we may move to a different country in our lifetimes, but the country that we are from being the quote-unquote motherland is really important to consider. We are part of that nation. We were born into it. Now, maybe if we left that nation early on, we were born into that nation, we carry that energy genetically, historically, ancestrally, but not personally, if we moved early, early in our lives. If we stay, like I'm 55 years of age, I've been in the United States my whole life, I've gotten to travel to other countries, I've gotten to see some of this beautiful, amazing world that we are on. But honestly, you know, the United States is my home. It's the place where I most, let's say, resonate. It's, it's, and it's resonation in that kind of family way, you know? Sometimes you really resonate with your family, right? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that you are my family. And sometimes you're like, yeah, you're my family, but we're a little different. But I love you anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'll let you decide which one you are. But the festivities that we had this weekend were very different, I think, for most of us than we've really ever experienced in our lives, partly because of the pandemic, partly because of the global initiation, partly because of this amazing awakening that the entire planet is undergoing at this point in time, not just humans, but other kingdoms as well, mainly human, yes, partly because of the pandemic, partly because of the protests and all of the unrest, partly because of the absolute bizarre nature of having had seven planets in retrograde for a very brief period of time. Now we're back to six. Yay. Um, you know, all of these factors 
happening simultaneously. How often does history show all of this happening at once? Only in these truly enormous times of change. And that is exactly where we are at, my friends. Me being able to go to a sacred site but not step foot on it. I'm not ready yet, or it's not ready. I don't really know which it is, quite frankly. I still haven't processed what all of that was about. But I can tell you that it's indicative because we're on that edge. Like I was right on the edge of the property, seriously. The, the um, Bear Lodge, as the Native Americans call it, was literally in my backyard. It, it, it absorbed my view every day for four days. Glorious, beautiful. That was it. I could look. I was on the edge. We are also on the edge. So sweet Claudia mentioned at the beginning of the show that she thought that we were at the end of the global initiation. And I want to say absolutely we have completed the first stage of it now. But now the serious work comes, and that's always the case. Once you go through a lesson, at some point you have the opportunity to process it, and then you have the opportunity, and I'm going to say it exactly like that, you have the opportunity to show how much of it you integrated. What did you really learn? In other words, you get tested on it. That's coming. We're not quite there yet. Yay! Thank God we're not having to do that amid all of these retrogrades. But nonetheless, it's coming. Right now, we're kind of in that still that integration process of, like me, coming from these sacred places that I could not step foot onto. What's it all mean? Processing it, understanding, being able to really define what has happened. And that's where we're at as a country. That's where we're at as a nation, as this, what I call mini collective. And, you know, the United States is not a small place. So really to label it a mini collective is in relativity to the entire world, the entire populace of the entire world, which is our true collective. Yes, the United States is our family. And we are sometimes in alignment with that family and in agreement and riding those harmonious vibes. And sometimes there's just a little bit of discord as we go through our growth, our change. And all of that really depends on how much we embrace the growth and change, and not just individually, although that is important. That's an important factor but also collectively. So I'm going to ask you guys a lot of questions today. Here's one of them. How do you think we've done so far as a family, as a nation, with regards to riding this wave of change harmoniously? If you're laughing hysterically at this moment in time, I would say that you probably don't think that we've done so well in the harmonious aspect. 
if you're crying, well, perhaps that shows where we still need to come together. So, Miss Claudia, I'm going to take some questions or I'll take um, a caller at this point in time before I launch more into everything. Um, but I wanted to kind of set things up and give everybody a general feel of this kind of no space that we're in of integrating all of this information that has been really rapidly coming at us in the last six months. So what do you think, Ms. Claudia? I think it's a great idea. And uh, we have some people in the chat room. If you would please write your questions. And we are bringing callers 678-769 to the show. Hi, Hi, my name Have is Sonia. your name Sonia. and where are you calling us from? Sonia from My name Atlanta. is Sonia, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. Well, hello there, Miss Sonia. I have my daughter, my granddaughter, and my sweet son-in-law in Atlanta. How is it there today? Is it lovely? Yeah, it's um, a little cloudy, raining in some spots. Well, rain is good, I think. Oh, yeah. So, yes, it is. So I what can I do for you today, Ms. Sonia? Um, I would just like to have a general reading on my relationship. Okay. Either you can give me the first name of the relationship or just the first letter. Your choice. Um, his first name is Jafia. Thank you so much, sweetie pie. Well, I'm going to speak on two different levels here. One has to do with a spiritual connection, but one has to do with a sexual connection. And sexual connections can be deceptive sometimes because we think of them as existing only in the act of sex itself. But it's really that coming together, that intimacy, that energy that draws people together. It has to do with passion. It has to do with um, the energy of connection. And so even if you might be going, well, I don't know so much about the sexual aspect, there are other aspects to it. And I don't want to embarrass you on the radio and speak mm -hmm. about your sex life. So I'm not going oh, to go no, there. Oh, no, ma'am. You won't embarrass me. Please go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you already. You are open, girl. Thank you so much. So, you know, what I'm seeing is a lot of energy swirling around you, and meaning the two of you as, as a unit, as a couple. I like the energy that you have. I know that there's been a lot of question that has been brought into your relationship lately. Is this a good relationship to be in? Is this where I want to be? Is this really healthy? Is this where I'm going? And I understand all of that, and there's good reason why a lot of these questions have arisen. But deep at the core of this relationship, you have this spiritual energy, you have this sexual energy, you have this passion, you have this intimacy, you have this energy that draws you and binds you. And sometimes drawing and binding is not always so good, but I think that in your case, it is. It feels to me like 
the two of you are just really trying to kind of like settle into all of this and really come to a place of understanding of what it all means. And I want to say, ride this wave. How often in life do we get all of these wonderful components that comprise a, a romance, a movie, a, a romance, a book, a romance novel, whatever, you know, ride the wave and enjoy the, um, the craziness and the ups and downs and the beauty and the sacredness and the ability to really touch the soul of another human being. Do, do you understand what I'm saying when I'm talking about all of this? Yes, yes. Well, good. Sonia, you know what? There are a lot of people out there that would be like, oh, my God, I'd love to have that. Um, and you know how it is. When you're in the throes of all of that, it can be a lot to handle. And all of that energy has to go somewhere. So my suggestion to you is make sure you guys use this energy wisely on your behalf to create exactly what it is that you want, which means that you have to kind of get him on board a little bit more spiritually. Okay. Right? So you right. have to talk him you have to talk to him about what you guys are creating together with your energy together not just what he's creating for himself you're creating for yourself but what you're creating for yourselves as a unit going forward and actually i'm going to talk quite a bit about that on this show so it's kind of interesting that you were my first caller thank you so much i hope that has helped and given you some insight into this fantastic array of hot energy that you have swirling around you <laughs> and your sweetie Thank you so much Thank for you. calling. Thank you. Have a blessed day, honey. You too. Bye-bye. Do we have anybody else, Miss Claudia? Yes. So now we're going to go with Bobby from North Carolina. Hey, Bobby, you're in my old neck of the woods. How is everything out there? I hear you guys had some wild thunderstorms yesterday. Well, the storms missed my area, but the heat punished us for that miss. Oh, <laughs> it's so humid and hot. So even early in the morning, I was up at six thirty this morning. It was still miserable. So yeah, we need we need good. a thunderstorm right here. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, need to clear well, the can, air. What can I do for you today? Well, um, it kind of goes along with what you were talking about, and it, I know I'm not unique in this, but in this time, I'm a helper and a healer and a coach and a nurse, and, and so it, it's my nature to um, insert myself and, and perform those activities, okay? And most recently, since all of this has begun, I feel I am... <sighs> I don't know if it's sheltering or if I'm sequestering myself. I just feel like I'm in a holding pattern, and I really don't know where I should insert myself or even how. I sometimes wonder if it's changed, how I'm going to do it, because I've had plans for a long time of, of certain things that, that all of a sudden just are gone. Right. And um, I feel like I'm going to be told what I'm going to be doing, but I don't know. Am, am I wrong in all this, or do you feel anything about it? 
Bobby, you know what? what? A, a lot of people are in that same boat. It's so fascinating. I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm, I'm functioning from my dharma. I'm doing the work I'm supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, no, maybe not so much. Maybe I'm on hold. Maybe I'm just sitting here kind of like twiddling my thumbs at this important time when I really feel like I need to be totally out there doing my thing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to say to you, you are exactly where you need to be. Now, that is a platitude in some ways, so please forgive me. But as I am speaking and listening to your guides, and they're like, no, 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 this is exactly what she needs to do. Sometimes, and here's where I really want to be clear, sometimes as a midwife, which we are, those of us Mm -hmm. that are light workers and healers, sometimes as midwives, we've done everything we already can do. We're waiting for the next thing to happen. And all that we can do is allow the mom to kind of go through the contractions, and sit there and watch, make sure she's, she's as comfortable can, that can, as can be, but really not that comfortable. If you've ever given birth, you know it's not that comfortable, right? So but we, we have to sit back and go, okay, your turn, do your thing, and then I'll be here for the next step. And as we are waiting for that next step to happen, we as individuals, as light workers, as midwives to this birthing of the entire race of humanity into the next stage, the next level of being, we sit back and also integrate. We take stock of everything that has happened, of all of the energies that we are, of all that we do, and we put it all together in a giant soup pot and we let it boil and there is great healing and great purpose and great action in that boiling even though we feel like we're just kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs and Mm -hmm. it's right and it's purposeful and it's appropriate for the moment and that is you so what your guides are saying to me to tell you is that the next step the next phase for you is going to feel like being slammed into overdrive from sitting idle. So my suggestion is to kind of enjoy this time, to rest in it, to, to really take this time to recuperate all of those energies from all that you have been doing and to build yourself up for being slammed into overdrive and into the next phase that's going to come fast and furious and so hot that your brain's going to almost be like, holy crap, what am I going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Enjoy, enjoy this phase, darling. Okay. 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 Thank so you. it's not, it, it's not too far away. I'm going to tell you the slam into overdrive is not too far away. So take what's left of this and enjoy it. Okay. Okay, can you do you have a notion of not too far away is how because you know it's all relative. Absolutely. We're talking about three to six weeks. And oh. um, I want to tell you that a lot of it hinges 
on what is happening in the nation at that point in time or over that point in time. So it has, again, nothing to do with you. It has to right. do with when, when the, the, the birth really begins and the contractions, you know, go crazy, right? That kind of a concept. Okay. And I can trust that I'll just be inspired. I don't need to be planning anything. I will know what to do when the time is here. Well, again, that's such a platitude for me to agree to, and normally that's not my way. My way is like not specifics. They like specifics. But, you know, absolutely, yes, yes, you need to right. just kind of, because you, you do trust so well and you are being led, and that has been your experience. So it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to own that and go with it. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. I absolutely love the midwife analogy. That was perfect. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's your guide, sweet pie. Thank you. I will let them know. Thank you. (laughs) Right. All right. So thank you, Miss Claudia. So I'm going to um, go back to some of the things they really want to chat about. Is that okay if we put the next caller on hold for just a little bit? Yes. So Sandus will be next after after you're done with that. Awesome. So, you know, with all of these planets in retrograde right now, everyone, um, you know, there's a real reason why that's happening. It gives us an opportunity to look backwards. What is retrograde? There are a lot of you out there that have heard this term and some that may not have, so I'm just going to briefly mention it. A retrograde is when a planet appears to be moving backwards in the sky. It's not actually happening. Its orbit hasn't shifted. But from our perspective on Earth, that's what it looks like. We have six of them happening right now. For a very brief moment in time, we had um, seven. That's a bit unusual. Now, I want you to think about this. We have, you know, nine planets in our solar system, of which we are one. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of planets that were not appearing to turn backwards. Think of that. <laughs> That's a little mind-boggling. So when my teacher, my astrology teacher, you know, in this master course that I'm taking, uses the term thousands of years since blah, blah has happened, It's a true and amazing statement. What does that tell us about where we are as a species? Well, it tells us that we're going through one of the most important times of our lives as a species, not our lives as a nation, not our lives as an individual, not our place in time, but as a species, as the entire human race. This is one of the most important times we have been through in ages and ages. So, you know, really looking at this from that standpoint of looking backwards, looking back into what has been and being able to finally in this 2020 year see clearly what things we thought we had already learned, what lessons, looking back and noticing what we really haven't learned but we thought we did or what we still have to clean up what we still have yet to learn from one situation just pick one 
and apply all of that. To be able to really say, okay, this is a turning point, literally, because when all of those planets go direct, we're going to need to be ready to move. So being able to look at this through these clear eyes of 2020, and it's no coincidence that all of this is happening in this 2020 year when we're learning to see actually what is versus what we want, what we really would like to see, but seeing what actually is, and then being able to cleanly integrate that so that we can clearly decide and move forward in a very positive and unified way. That's really where we're at as a collective. And it's interesting because I'm going to make a statement here, and some of you may like it and some of you may not like it, and I apologize in advance. It's going to have to do with your bias, not mine. We have a second chakra president at the helm in the White House at this moment. Now, all of the presidents espouse a certain chakra energy. They carry that energy as a nation for that moment in time in which they are at the helm, kind of defines us as a nation. Right now, we're in the throes of the second chakra. It's interesting because when you talk about the chakras, and I've spent decades upon decades studying the chakras. I started studying the chakras when I was a young girl, both myself for myself and collectively. And when you look at the chakras, and you talk as, as a teacher of chakras, when I talk to people, they always want to skip over the first three and get to the good stuff. They're always like, you know, oh, root chakra, root chakra, who cares? Let's get to the heart. Let's get to the third eye. Everybody, everybody wants to get to the third eye chakra. It's really pretty funny. But if you don't lay the foundation, it does not matter. To the heart chakra, you get to the third eye, you don't know what you're doing with it anyway, so it doesn't matter. You have to take it in steps. That's why there are steps. And the chakras definitely are that. They are specific evolutionary stages that not only each individual goes through, but each family, each city, each state, each country, the world in, in general. The world in general is still in the root chakra. Got to say that. Some of you won't like it. I apologize deeply. But that's the 2020 year. We got to see it as it is. We got to call it what it is. We got to own it so that we know what to do. So with the Donald as the second chakra president, we're looking at a couple of very important things. One of which is, and I wrote it down, so give me two seconds to pull the word up because it's really important. I wrote some notes here, and of course, it's uh, hidden among them. Impulse. You know, second chakra 
is about a lot of things, but one of them is impulse. And it's not just impulse control, it's, it's understanding impulse. Let's take the pandemic for a moment. During this pandemic, I heard a lot of people say, oh yeah, I was comfort eating. The calories, the taste, didn't matter. Ice cream, cookies, cake, you know, all of that stuff that really does not provide us any nutritional value whatsoever, but boy, doesn't it taste good going down. And then, you know, you kind of do that for a couple of weeks and you go, geez, I can't fit in my pants anymore. wonder why. Um, (laughs) But the point that I'm making here is, yeah, that's kind of impulse a little bit run amok, but for a reason, right? We needed that comfort. Now, granted, we could get that comfort in other ways, but a lot of us chose food. Well, that's interesting. As a collective, a lot of us chose to eat those things that bring us comfort, to eat our emotions, because perhaps we just didn't really want to deal with them in the moment. It's understandable. There was a lot going on with the pandemic, a lot of fear, a lot of question, 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 and people were feeling pretty needy. All of that is the second chakra, by the way. As a coincidence or not, you take that how you, how you wish. So wants and desires and impulses as the second chakra. And then actual needs. These are the important things to look at from that emotional standpoint, which second chakra is all about. Now, how often do we choose really what we need to do instead of what we want to do? You know, it's giving in to that impulse, that desire. Instead of looking at it and saying, you know, I really, really want to eat this bag of chips because I'm feeling needy emotionally and I don't have a firm enough foundation on a balance level to really sit with this in a positive way. And I am speaking for myself here, my friends, because yeah, I was one of those that reached for, well, I didn't reach so much for the chips, popcorn. Oh yeah. I like popcorn. I like ice cream and I don't eat ice cream very often. Cookies. Oh yeah. I'm guilty. Totally. And I don't even want to cast that light of guilt because we can only do what we can do in the moment. And it's not about beating ourselves up over it afterwards or even in the middle of, it's about learning from it, right? That's what this whole time is about. That's what the global initiation is all about. And yes, while we have finished it, i.e., globally as a united citizen, as a united family, we already, that vote has been cast. That choice has already been made. We are still going through the energetic throes of it. We are still kind of reeling from it. We are still kind of integrating, figuring out what happened, right? That's really what's uppermost in the mind. What happened? And I want to say, instead of looking at it from a what happened standpoint, try to look at it from a what did we learn standpoint. 
What did we learn about ourselves individually? And what did we learn collectively? And let's go back to that mini collective as the United States. There are a lot of people that were having a hard time with this 4th of July. In the African-American community, Frederick Douglass was being quoted so much. People were looking at the 4th of July in a very different way than we ever have before. Not everybody is feeling unified at this point in time in our country. The Native Americans are looking at this from a completely different standpoint. Mount Rushmore being a hot topic for them right now. And, yeah, we can look at it poorly or we can look at it positively and say this is a growth opportunity. What have we learned? What do we need to learn? Again, the second chakra is all about wants versus needs, needs versus wants, and learning to control the impulse. Why? Because the third chakra is all about manifestation. And if we don't get it right in the second chakra, if we don't learn what we really want, what we're really desiring, what we're really needing to do, on a positive level for others because the second chakra is also all about how we love others. Think about it. It's at the womb, right? All of us goddesses, us women that have given birth or those of us that have not given birth but have had a womb, if we're female, have had a set of ovaries, have gone through the whole, you know, we create the egg, we shed the egg every month, stuff. It's speaking to the women here, the sisters. Learning to be able to really take care of our progeny. Taking care of those that we give birth to, whether that's a nation or whether that's our family or whether that's a specific child or our pets or the animals that we have in this country, do we treat them well or horridly? Whether we take care of this country on a level that, yeah, has to do with, you know, global warming and, you know, pollution and whether we take care of our water in particular because water and emotions in the second chakra, it's all the same, right? Are we taking care of the land? Are we taking care of ourselves as a family, as a unit, second chakra? All of this is second chakra, right? And with the Donald who espouses that energy of second chakra and whether you like him or not is irrelevant. Whether you think he's espousing that second chakra in the second 
or sorry, in the positive way or in a negative way is irrelevant overall. Whether we are learning from it, oof, now that is definitely second chakra people, right? To learn. The first chakra is not really about learning. It's about setting our feet on the path. It's about the foundation. It's about rooting down. It's about really kind of taking stock and going, who are we? What are we? Where are we? And the second chakra is about taking action from what we have learned. All of this is so immensely important. And it all falls into play with the global initiation. And I had intended fully on coming today and saying, this is this and that is that. And this is what happened with the global initiation and the guides ever in their wisdom said, no, no, look at the bigger picture, sweetie. (laughs) They're like, look at the bigger picture. This is not about instant gratification, which, by the way, is second chakra. They're like, look at the bigger picture. What have you learned? Yeah, we fi- you have finished that initiation in and of itself. And I do want to tell you that we were successful. I can tell you that much. At this moment, we're going to have a part two <laughs> next time we come together, I believe. But let me say that the guides will reserve the right to change that if they see fit. <laughs> But I want you to know that we have succeeded. We have accomplished the global initiation. But there's still a ton of work that needs to be done. And one of the big things we have to do now is learn from it. I didn't get to step foot on the sacred sites I went to. And, you know, it kind of weighs heavy on my heart, quite frankly, to learn from it. I have to really understand why. Whenever you have all of the protests, the rioting, this time of immense change, this time of immense change and discomfort, you have to look at why. What is it that I need to learn? If you make that your mantra, the second chakra will always be used positively. What have I learned? What am I taking care of? What do I need to take care of? That is a productly of me. Or in this case, as a nation, what is a product directly of our nation? As a unit, as a family. So Ms. Claudia, I'm going to take another caller here at this time. But I hope that I've impressed enough upon everybody to begin to really look. Because this summer is the summer of looking back. All of these retrogrades are about really clearly looking back. And it doesn't have to be so far in the past like the Civil War. It can be because obviously that was the last time we had a global initiation. And it was so important. And what we did with that time was so important. And yes, it happened prior to the Civil War. The Civil War was the test. You learned this, 
Okay, well, let's see. Let's put that into action. We will be tested on this global initiation. No doubt about it. So before that happens, while we have time, let's look at what we learned. Let's look back at ourselves, at our families, at a progeny, at our family as a unit in this country as a whole. What have we learned? What do we want? What impulses do we still need to rein in? What impulses can we allow to go because they're in the right place? They're the right thing at the right time. What do we need to do next? We're gathering. We're getting ready for that. And maybe like Bobby, it's going to hit us full force and take us where we had never dreamed of going. We don't yet know. But if we look, we might be able to see the answer. All right, Miss Claudia. Do we have another caller, honey? Yeah, we do. We're going to dial this number, and this person sent us a take my call. So let's see if she answers, because I don't know if she is, no. I don't think she understands how that works. So then let's bring Sandra to the show. Hi, this is Sandra. Um, Thank you for all this information. It's been interesting. This is my first time listening. And so I'm not quite sure uh, what your expertise is. So I actually am going to offer you two questions, and you can answer one from my guides, whichever one is the most important one. So one question is um, very mundane. I have a shoulder that's been bothering me, right shoulder, since December of last year. And I'd like to know what, if anything, that's about and any information about that. And my other is just a general, I've just recently had my birthday, so I am just really open to any message that my highest guides may have. You know, I love how you framed all of that. Um, Beautifully said, very, very clear, which I have to tell you, the clearer the questions, The clearer the answers. That's how that works. (laughs) That is the purpose of the second chakra. So you just totally personified that. Nice job. And is it Sandra or Sandra? Sandra. Thank you. All righty. So, you know, this next year for you is all about cutting away illusions. Why? Because you're coming into your truth this year with this birthday. You're coming into your greatest truth. You're going to stand in the light of your truth. You're going to see your truth. You're going to live your truth. You're going to own your truth. You're going to speak your truth. I mean, all of that year for you. And, yeah, you've already been cutting away a lot of illusion. And what you're cutting away with the final aspect of, let's say, this transition is just the remnants so that you can stand clearly in the light of who you are and own who you are. Own your gifts. Own those lessons that you have learned. Own those lessons you still have because all of us need to do that right now. That's part of the energy that we really need to put out into this world so that others can hop on board can see that, can emulate that, can feel it psychically and go, gee whiz, what have I learned? And wonder where that question comes from. 
and begin to really own things and move forward from that place of clarity, that place of self-knowledge, that self-awareness that is totally required in order to choose wisely what comes next, right? So Mm -hmm. you are in this year of um, service to yourself and being able to stand in the light of truth. With regards to your shoulder, because I get to answer both questions, um, (laughs) with this shoulder on the right side, honey, there is a little micro tear. And I want to say it's a micro tear. So think about that because the amount of pain that you have been having is a micro tear, not a major tear in the rotator cuff. So those people that have like big rotator cuff problems, now you know what they really suffer through. It's amazing. And part of it is you've gone through I'm going to say a seven-year process of change. You're at the end of it now, the culmination, the the readiness for the next next step, and the coming into your fullness. And so, so many things have been called into question over the last seven years, and it's been hard. And the fact that you only have a micro tear in that right rotator cuff is pretty amazing compared to the amount of change that you have been through and the amount of upheaval in the last seven years and several years in particular, not just within yourself, but in your reality. So sweetie, what I want to say to you is I don't see the need for surgery. I do see the need for strengthening the muscles around the tear so that the tear can self heal and you can move forward again with less pain. Really put your arms around those things that you need to put your arms around. Hmm. And that can be family or that can be people in your life or that can be yourself. Mm-hmm. It could be objects. It could be lessons. It could be the growth that you've been undertaking over the last seven years. So I would suggest actually Pilates apparatus because, or physical therapy, because that will help to strengthen the muscles without creating greater tears. But you need to choose your Pilates apparatus teacher wisely, or you need to choose your PT wisely so that it's not further stressed in the process. And that is also very indicative of you, darling. You don't need to be further stressed in this process. You (laughs) need to be strengthened so that when you move forward, you move forward from that place of strength. Does all of that make sense? Yes, very much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy. Welcome to the show. Tune in next time, please. Okay. Thank you. All right, Ms. Claudia, do we have anybody else? I know we're kind of at time, and I don't know if it's appropriate to take a few minutes and run a few minutes over, um, either with questions or with my conclusion, but, um, you know, I'll let that be your call, darling. Yeah, you can you can um, go your conclusion, and I'm waiting for Lily, Judy Lily, to call, and let's see if she calls. Let's see what what the world and what the guys have for her. Okay, so I 
we are changing rapidly and individually and collectively, and this is <laughs> like no other time in human history. And how often have we heard that? Like seriously, everyone. This is the mantra that we are hearing over and over again, even from people who don't have any spiritual knowledge or concepts or whatever. I mean, you know, it, it's coming from every sector. And, and this is partly why time in and of itself has been weird, right? How, how many of you have said, gee, what day is it? I don't know what day it is. I'm not talking about the date. I'm talking, is this Wednesday? Is this Thursday? I don't know what day this is. Well, that's one thing. Of course, then, you know, if you don't know what day it is, it's going to, you're going to be hard-pressed to know what date it is. But, you know, how often have you said that over the last couple of months? And no, it's not just because we're not working or a lot of us have not been working or we've been sequestered and at home. It's because time itself is changing. The fabric of space-time is changing. And I'm going to give you a little bit of preview of some of the things I want to talk about in the future, one of which being that cosmically we orbit our sun as the Earth, right? Everybody knows that. Everybody agrees with that. Hopefully even the flat earthers get that. We have planets in our solar system. We all revolve around the sun together. What some don't know, what some people don't know, is that the sun also revolves around something. And then the galaxy, the Milky Way, of which we are a part, also revolves around something. And that revolves around something. And, yeah, so on and so on. You start to see these cycles within larger cycles. And yeah, when you look at things from the cosmic perspective, boy, you can feel pretty puny. Sorry about that. But here's something I'm going to be chatting about in the months to come, and I don't know exactly when. Our sun, our solar system, does not just go round and round. We also go up and down. So I want you guys to think of this like a carousel, like a merry-go-round. You go round and round on the carousel, right, orbiting a central something. But you always also go up and down on, you know, those little horses or the little dolphins or the little whatever, unless you're in one of those chairs that's totally, like, solidly attached to the floor of the merry-go-round. When you're on anything that's on the pole, the pole goes up and down. So it goes up and down as you go round and round, and that is exactly even our astronomers know this. That is exactly what we do as a solar system. What do we go up and down through? The galactic. I'm going to give you this little hint because this is really important. We are coming into a time where we are coming above the galactic dust, the solar system, the earth, with humanity on it, has never been here before. Now, without humanity on it, sure, but not with humanity on it. This is something that takes millions of years. 
were rising above the galactic plane, the galactic dust, which means that when we get above that, we're out of that dust zone, we have an opportunity to have the light of the galactic center, the center of the galaxy, the center of the Milky Way, shine on us as has never happened before. That's important because we as humans gravitate to the light. Just like the vegetable kingdom. It's how we were created. And with that new light not being filtered anymore by the dust, by the disk, the plane, the, the plane that we normally have tread, we get to see things that we've never seen before. We get to be what we have never been before. We embody that because we do. We embody the light just again like the vegetable kingdom. We'll talk about this in greater depth in a future show. I've dangled a bunch of carrots now lately. I want to talk about the chakras a little bit more. I want to talk about, you know, the United States, where we're at as a nation. I want to talk about the global initiation and what it means now that we have succeeded and are integrating all of this new energy. The pandemic is part of that. The protests, being able to take care of our own. And our own is everybody. There is no exclusivity here. As a human species, we are all one race. And then on top of all of that, we're moving into experiencing light like we have never done before. And you can look it up. It's astronomically a fact. So all of this to come. Miss Claudia, did our caller actually call in? No, she did not. But wow, oh, no. I can't wait for your show to come back. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am so excited to be able to share with you all that the guides have been sharing. And I have to tell you, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, my God, you guys are giving me way too much. Because, like, I just, it's hard to spit it all out and be able to do so in a way that everybody can take in not just the most brilliant among us, but everybody. And so, you know, um, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm doing justice to all of that. But stay tuned, everyone, because we have so much to cover as we come into the last six months or the next six months of this year. There's so much happening. And this is really a wonderful time, even though sometimes it feels like shit, and I'm just going to call it as it is. Sometimes it feels heavy and awful and terrible, and we're like, oh, my God. I don't know any woman who has sailed through birth and gone, that was a breeze. Give me more. Right? My My youngest daughter, boy, she was able to give birth within a short period of time, like an hour or two. Yikes. But she still had pain. Everybody does. When we are being birthed as we are, 
sometimes there's going to be pain, but it's, it does not take away from the beauty, the gloriousness, the amazing changes that are happening and all of the wonderful stuff that will come. So please do stay tuned. Thank you so much, Ms. Claudia, for having me today, for allowing me to go over. I apologize, everybody. I hope that I was clear. I hope that you guys um, can make use of everything that I've said and can start thinking about things from some of the angles that I've handed out today. And thank you again for sharing and for bringing that information and everybody for listening. And let's continue with the, with the story and see what comes. And remember thank you. to contact you at seekingdivinity.com. Thank you. Have a good day.